seekers, explorers and renegades out there, welcome to another episode of the Alchemy Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Lemke. Today's topic of discussion is discernment. Discernment is one of these tricky aspects of ourselves that we really need to experience in order to know what it is. It's similar to you know, having a feeling, telling someone who's never experienced love uh, what love feels like or what it is. Is a, you can intellectualize it, but in the end, in order to know exactly what it is, you need to feel it. Discernment is as subtle as uh, intuition or guidance, so it is something that we feel into, we uh, perceive, and then we have to, just over time, as we learn to work with it, trust it impeccably. The more we're able to trust our discernment, the more accurate it's going to become uh, as we progress. But of course, there's more to discernment than uh, just the feeling of it. So I'm going to hand it over to our group discussion. So uh, enjoy. Joyce Mayer in her book, Battlefield of the Mind, Winning the Battle in Your Mind, said, uh, is quoted to have written, some people think they have discernment when they actually just uh, are just suspicious. Suspicion comes out when, of the unrenewed mind. Discernment comes out of the renewed spirit. Discernment to me is, very, is one of these topics that has been the toughest to, uh, to kind of expand into and understand. You know, it's trying to explain to someone what love is. You have to experience it, and when you do experience it, you know what it is. But you know you couldn't couldn't uh, really explain it to someone what it feels to be feels like to be in love. And same thing with the feeling of discernment. Um, it's really nothing that I I haven't found a way to describe it in a good way uh, how it feels to anybody anyway. Um, and the Dictionary describes discernment as the ability to judge well, right? And that's really what it's about. When we get advice from someone else, or we get intuitive hits, or we get uh, you know general guidance from within, we apply discernment. Is this something I am going to? take to heart and act upon. So to me, discernment is where I get the feeling that the, inf- or if I get guidance, that the guidance is for my highest good. Now, I've personally developed a system where I can kind of check in with the information and feel where it's coming from. And that's how I can tell, okay, is this going to be something, this information going to be for my highest good and something I should act upon? Because a lot of times, you know, if you have a lower vibration in in terms of your frequency, if you're embodying uh, lower frequency uh, feelings, say you're you're just going through a spell of, uh, you know, sadness or anger or whatever it is, then the information that is going to come to you oftentimes uh, might be tainted by that. Or you might get conflicting uh, guidance, even from the outside, from friends and advisors and business associates and so forth. Um, 
So it's up to you to feel within yourself with your intuition. Okay, is this something that is really benefiting me? Is this something that is going to, I'm going to be able to act upon? Thank you very much, Christopher. So it took me a little bit of time to kind of really dive into that subject because I feel it is quite challenging and at the same time very important. And the, the dictionary definition that you uh, brought up at the beginning of the conversation, the ability to judge well, well, that's kind of confusing, isn't it? And especially if we look at the psychological evidence in terms of like how our perception and how our, how our biases are influencing our decisions, uh, decision-making ability. So let's look at the couple of examples that came to, um, sprang into my awareness when we were talking. So for example, there was a study done, I think it was in 2012, in which they put like a couple people, the, um, in, into they divided them into like um, several conditions. One was the control group to establish like threshold level of IQ. Then they put people into two different groups. They gave them like white coats and they said in one group, they said, oh, you know, you are wearing the painter's coat. And the second group, they, they receive exactly identical coat. And uh, they said this is the, like doctors, medical doctors coat. And what they found out like upon completion of the IQ test, the difference was massive, or statistic, saying massive, I mean statistic, statistic, statistically significant. Yeah. So people who were wearing the coat of um, the medical doctors scored higher, mm -hmm. and people who um, were the painters like relatively lower, you know, compared to threshold level. And the same we see in, for example, you know, in the task that you have words like SO underscore P. And when you are talking to subjects about food, they will finish that word as soup. When you are talking about hygiene or shower, they will finish that word as soap. Mm -hmm. So there is, and our brain is, you know, huge information processing computer. Mm -hmm. We receive like 50 gigabytes of data every day. We process that information. We've got 11 millions of data, bits of data coming into our awareness every second in which we take only like, we process consciously like 110. And what comes to what I pay attention, I pay attention and look at the world through my lenses, through my perspective. And my perspective is completely different to yours. Mm -hmm. And it's perhaps completely different to Anna's and Barbie's and whoever is on the call. Mm -hmm. And everywhere, in fact, everywhere in the world. So we are all different in that regard. So what does it mean to judge well? We have those emotions, thoughts, environments. And I suppose, I, to me, it's actually taking a step back and thinking like, okay, so this is the environment I'm in. These are the thoughts that are arising. These are the emotions uh, that are arising. These are the bodily sensations that are arising, but that's not me. And what I, what kind of, what is important in that process is to kind of have the compassion embedded throughout the whole process. And that ability to judge well is to be able to recognize when you are skewed by emotions and when you, you know, the, the life is kind of the balancing process. Sometimes you are, you know, being uh, drawn to one side or the other, but it's just your ability to get back, to be grounded and look at the things through the kind of compassionate lens. Then I think this is the, when you can judge well, but I think this is the lifelong process of learning to do that. And I'm no, nowhere near to achieve that yet. Well, and I, I tend to agree with you on that. It's, 
it's really well you're absolutely right and from my perspective anyway that it's it's the lens that you look at the world through which is going to have been formed by uh, your experiences and your trauma and your core wounding and all these these things right uh, but then you are also going to be in whatever you are experiencing at that very moment as well so say for example that uh, you're in love with the person and that person perhaps doesn't have the best intentions but you don't know that but your intuition is trying to tell you but you are clouded by your emotions right because even though love is a high uh, a high frequency emotion you are um, imbalanced with it so therefore you, your uh, your it, discernment is clouded or your ability to discern is clouded because of the imbalance in the emotion same with compassion perhaps you feel tremendous compassion for someone uh, who has uh, ill intentions but your your boundaries are not well established so that you you're then again clouded in your uh, ability to discern what's for your highest good right well, Christopher, we don't need to even go into the details like love. It's just, you know, the mundane things like, oh, I really should do some physical exercises and not eat cookie. But I really like cookie. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But uh, perhaps cookie, uh, eating a cookie is exactly what you need at that time. So, uh, you know, it, and I think that's that's part, part of the process that when we are looking at an experience and we have our intuition or guidance come in saying, uh, you know, you should take this, uh, go down this path. Uh, but when you look at the immediate uh, experience in front of you, it looks like the worst way of going. So for example, you know, take an extreme example of, uh, you know, perhaps your intuition or your guidance says that you should leave this person that you're with that you have a relationship with but to you then it's oh i gotta you know separate all this stuff in the life we have kids together etc etc but at, in the long run when you actually look at the bigger picture of it it's actually something that might benefit both of you because now you you're kind of able to progress into the next level right so discernment is being able to separate your kind of your, your ego if you like if you want to use that word from uh, the bigger picture and being able to say okay well you know whatever guidance i'm getting uh, i'm going to trust it and i'm going to go with it and just know having that baseline within yourself that i know what my feelings are and if something comes up, I can say, okay, perhaps this is not the best, um, or the, the information I'm getting is not the best. So then you are able to, you're applying, applying your discernment to say, okay, well, this is not for me, but this is. Discernment is applicable on all different levels uh, at a very mundane tasks. Because it comes down to also, you know, listening to your intuition and listening to your uh, guidance, whether that being internal guidance or outside guidance, right? 
very interesting topic and it's something that I was thinking quite a lot lately. And I think it's pretty much connected with my education. <laughs> Whatever like I see uh, the moment I grow or the moment I'm capable of seeing myself out of my body and just like as a consciousness, mm -hmm. uh, as uh, someone that don't have the spiritual beliefs and mental beliefs and everything is completely different. And doing the beautiful course that I am now, <laughs> the, the infinite life, like I was quite capable of going out of my body is just seeing the behavior uh, without detaching, uh, analyzing, what's wrong, what's right. And it's very approximate. It's like really changing. And I believe that's why we are gifted because we are capable of learning more, doing more and understanding more. And uh, the one that I have now, it wouldn't be the same one that I had one year ago mm -hmm. because I change and they change and we all change. Uh, I learn from more people. Uh, and that's also beautiful that like we can verify or go deeper and understand deeper. So thank you for this beautiful conversation, because I believe that like we all gain on it because we all have different beliefs, different mindsets, different. Uh, we come from different countries and there is the difference. And uh, definitely the blockages that I have wouldn't be the same one that you have because. No, of course. And, uh, you know, the it's based on you know what what are the prevailing energies in your the collective consciousness in your area if you like uh, in your community in your tribe you know however your set setup is right i think one thing we we need to pay attention to is what is our prevailing bias within our emotional body and i i touched up on that a little bit before but it's you know, if I am predominantly judgmental, then my discernment is going to be skewed in that direction. Uh, so the it's that ability to kind of deal. It's the purity of of the information is going to uh, be determined on what energy do I hold within myself. So my ability to have discernment or my, my skill at discernment is going to be uh, dependent on how well do I clear out uh, kind of energetic blocks and uh, clear out any, you know, anything that doesn't serve me any longer within myself. And yeah, we, we're all on that journey and we're all, everybody's dealing with that at one way one level or another right well to put the analogy as to what carl was talking about with cookies unfortunately <laughs> if you haven't been following your nutritional guidance throughout the day and you haven't had your protein and your carbohydrates and your vegetables and your fruits and all the other nourishment that you're supposed to have then yes you're going to go reach for a cookie but ultimately that's where those are empty calories because you didn't take care of yourself so a lot of it is about balance and the fact that you're going to be in discernment when you're in balance. When you're out of balance, you cannot be in discernment because you are coming from a want that is skewed out of balance. So for example, that cookie, and that's why most of the time, if you look at convenience stores between 2 p.m. to 4 p.m., they sell all sorts of junk food specifically to give people you know, cheap shots of mm -hmm. uh, caffeine or sugar 
specifically to keep them going throughout the afternoon and that afternoon slump. And that's because people haven't given themselves the proper nutrition. So I think a lot of that kind of stuff is nutrition for the soul that you need to stay in balance because when you're in balance, you can make the decision as to whether or not, yes, I would like to have the cookie in addition to my lunch or you don't need to eat it at all. But it's still from that perspective, discernment doesn't happen if you're in extreme measures of cold or hot. You have to be within the balance pendulum where the pendulum is kind of settled. And then from that perspective, you can choose because you're actually listening to your inner guidance rather than your lower frequency of who you think is speaking. Cause that's the problem too. When you want that cookie at 3 PM, cause you didn't eat any lunch. It's your tummy that's speaking. You're getting the, the tummy rumbles and the grumbles and you're hangry as opposed to coming from that perspective of actual need for the cookie. But you know that that cookie will give you short-term burst of energy. So that's just from an analogous perspective. I think it really has to be about balance. I totally agree with you. And it, balance and detachment i would add detachment to that so if you're not if you're able to detach from the outcome you're able to detach from the situation then you are able to perceive the uh, the guidance or the intuition from a perspective of uh, more of a pure perspective if you like so it has that those elements too um, Hey, um, hi everybody. So to me, discernment, um, and I shared it in the, in the chat, um, is, the, is this ability or this wisdom that we can grow in, in making the difference between what we can change and what we can't change. And sometimes it's not so easy because we have desires as we, we already discussed and, and choices and free will we want to apply, but there are things we just can't change and things we can. And so it's, it's totally our, in our reach to go against things that we can't change. And in that case, we, we then choose to go towards friction and and bumping way of 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 going towards a situation and and then and then if we come to peace as barbie uh, just said like balance and and detachment as you said christopher then we can maybe discern that this is something we can't change so let it rest and things that we can change then to have the courage the 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 courage, the ability, and uh, or make that ability ours to to make the change to to create um, the things we want to see. So, so yeah, in Francis of Assisi's prayer, it it it, it says, "Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can." And the wisdom to know the difference, mm -hmm. and and um, yeah. So I think that discernment is really right at this so important uh, 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 intersection point. Yeah, and that is a very good point to bring up there. The 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 prayer of uh, uh, Francis of Assisi or Saint Francis. Um, because they, they do encapsulate exactly what discernment is. It's 
if you can detach from, if we use the example that I brought up before of, you know, whether you should stay in a relationship or leave it, the being able to detach from the, the situation and look at it from a bigger picture, that will then allow you to objectively look at it and judge it from a perspective that is going to be for your highest good. So the, the immediate pain of the separation will allow you the long-term gains of uh, progressing or evolving in a different direction, as opposed to staying in the relationship that could keep you kind of mediocre as it were. So it's knowing that, uh, as you said, having the, the courage to accept uh, the things that you can't change and courage to change the uh, things that you can. And courage to go, go in the direction that everybody else would say, no, you're doing wrong. Because discernment is also being able to listen, listen to your higher guidance and doing what might not be fully accepted, right? Now, this is not me telling you to go out and rip up your life so <laughs> and create wreak havoc on your own uh, lives. Um, but to listen to your own uh, intuition and own guidance and discern what is what is right for you right so it's it is uh, important to have that detachment and ask is this guidance for my highest good so have build the relationship with whatever guidance that is and when you get external guidance or external external recommendations always know that anyone giving you recommendations are going to give you recommendations based on their, you know, their experiences, their upbringing, and you can't make any assumptions. It doesn't matter how well you know that person, you can't make any assumptions on whether they are there for, uh, for your benefit or not. So it's, does it feel right to you or not? And oftentimes in business, for example, uh, uh, business people that use intuition in the process of deciding whether to invest in a new project or what have you. Uh, I know so many business people that uh, successful business people that their ideas, people around them have said, no, don't do it because it's not going to be, uh, it's not going to work. Uh, there's not going to be a market, but they've gone ahead all, all the same because the, their intuition has spoken to them and they have been able to discern that that is the right thing for them to do. It, just while you were speaking, I was thinking like, I think that they are aware, aware the trauma is born because we don't listen. Mm -hmm. We don't stay uh, with the discernment that we really feel and we go for the things that we think that are expected. And then like we, we made more blockages. Your blockages and your trauma and your... Uh, core wounding is going to in, in you know if you are acting from them in your life then that is going to inhibit your ability to discern or apply discernment to the guidance or the uh, the way you show up in life right so being able to 
look at the way, you know, say for example, you uh, say you have abandonment in your life. And that is, you act out from that perspective of abandonment, uh, which could be, I'm not enough, I'm unlovable, uh, I'm, uh, you know, people will abandon me or uh, will betray me, what have you. If you act out from that, then you are going to act against every situation from that perspective. And then you might, you might end up creating resistance within those experiences that you're supposed to have. Uh, but if you're able to detach from that and use, uh, listen to your guidance and intuition and discern what is right for you, without or kind of detaching from the core wounding, then you will be able to go in a way that is going to be for your highest good. And that could actually then ultimately help you to resolve your core wounding because now you are, you are identifying it, you're observing it, you're becoming more aware of it, right? I think it's one of those things. It's building a relationship with your intuition, building a relationship with your internal guidance system that you will then when you have that patience and trust then you'll be able to see okay if i get uh, you know guidance or uh, counseling from outside that doesn't match my internal guidance what do i go with how does that feel you know and it's really is how does the guidance feel as I said in the beginning, you know, the explaining to someone what love feels like is impossible. You have to experience it. And when you do experience it, you know what it feels like. And it's the same thing with discernment. You can explain to, for people to blue in the face what it feels like. It just feels right, right? <laughs> but unless you've experienced it, you know, or you've even looked for it or asked to be shown, uh, shown to you, you're not going to be able to know what, what discernment feels like. No, I just wanted to say that I appreciate you because you're so right. Like, it doesn't matter if someone else isn't ready for it. They're just going to look at you like you're crazy. Mm -hmm. They're not going to know where to go. And there's not really a proper way to explain it. So I appreciate this conversation because discernment is very important, as you're saying. So trying to get other people to understand it is just as important for raising the viper. Yeah, we lost the lease there for a little bit, but uh, thank you for the sentiment and the uh, comment there. Appreciate it. It doesn't matter what other people feel, think or feel, right? And yeah, they may call you crazy. They may call you nuts because you are making decisions that are outside of the norm, outside of you know what is... Uh, accepted in in your part of the world or in your community if you take take someone like elon musk for example he certainly doesn't you know stick to the conventional norm and you know people feel that he's crazy and you know spending or investing all of this money into you know flying flying these rockets up but at the same time he's followed his intuition and he's applied his discernment as to what is the right investments for me to make to fulfill the purposes that I've set forth 
in my life. And so it's like Elise was saying, it really is having that courage to ignore what everybody else is saying if your internal guidance is guiding you in another way. Now, paying attention to your internal guidance and saying, okay, this guidance feels like it's tainted. It doesn't feel quite right. That's using your discernment, right? Because all, not all your internal guidance is going to be, be for your highest good. Because there can be, again, you, uh, if it's tainted by your core wounding or your previous trauma or whatever, what it might be, it's not gonna, it might not be for your highest good and it might, might lead you astray. So that's why, as we were saying before, if you can apply that uh, detachment to the, uh, to, the, to the situation itself, then you'll be able to allow these good um, guidance to come in and to guide you in the right direction. Um, so I think that one example that comes to mind really is that these days we have so many, many programs on personal development, spirituality, and, um, and so it comes from many directions. And uh, I think it's, that's where I try to really tune in into my own discernment and decide who I hallow into my field and who I decide to trust because uh, there is a lot of noise. And, um, and so it's not really something tangible, um, something you can see or else it's something you can feel. And I just try to tune in into that person, the program, the words they use and see if it resonates or not. And uh, I think that's the example I have. Well, and being open to the variety of, of opportunities. And as you say, applying discernment, what is going to be for my highest good? So you might say the, set the intention that you want to do personal development. And suddenly you're manifesting all these opportunities and you know that you can only have space for so many in your, in your life. Now, if your boundaries are not uh, tight enough, as it were, then you might sign up for 10 of them, but you're not actually only going, going to have time for five of them. So now you, you're creating resistance to, uh, with the other five, right? So you, you, you haven't applied your discernment to what's going to be right for you. Is that what you mean, Melly? Um, yes, and also it's not always good people that are in that realm. Some are there only to, to, to make money, to have one um, quick program to attract people and uh, you know make that bunch of money and disappear. Mm -hmm. And so you wanna be with the people who have what to walk and are authentic and really dedicated and, and so, so when you don't know and something just feels right, then, you know, just like, yeah, try to apply discernment. Oh, that's a good one. Thank you, Mali. I like the question that you asked, uh, how does the discernment feels? It's uh, so 
what is the redness of the red? What is the mm. yellowness of the yellow? It, how does the love feel? I think this is so subjective that it's uh, really difficult to explain. And I think it can be only felt. I think this is the conversation, like, I think this is the conversation that we can have and it can last for several weeks <laughs> and we wouldn't be able to get on the, you know, to the bottom of things. But the way I think that one of the applications of the sermons that I really like uh, to look at is, is, is the messenger as well. Because if I have several options to choose from, those options that I sometimes, you know, that I consider in my life, they are not limitless. They are within certain boundaries. Mm -hmm. So those boundaries depict some kind of limitate or limitation. They, they depict the journey that I have been through. So those choices become apparent that I can select from this. But, you know, so if there is a spectrum, I have only like brackets or chunk of that spectrum. I don't have access to all options on that spectrum. So this government, it can really be used as the messenger and as the opportunity for that personal growth and development. And it gives me that opportunity to ask the question, what led me to where I am now? And what can I do to become better tomorrow or, or worse tomorrow? Mm -hmm. Or what can I do to stay the same? What can I do to move on? You know, so I suppose that's that's one of the uses uh, of of that. Pay, paying attention to what you're drawn to, and paying attention to what kind of gives you that feeling inside, right? Yeah. Well, why am I on the Christopher Lempke podcast rather uh, here today? And I'm not eating cookie at the moment. You know what led me to be here, and what decisions I have made in the past. Yeah, and what what are you supposed to learn from it? What are you yeah. supposed to get out of it? Absolutely, uh, very good point there, Carol. Thank you. Oh, I loved that, by the way, Carol. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to say that you know people never remember what you say, but people always remember how you make them feel. And I think for me personally of why I got attracted to Mountain Valley and why personal growth has always been pretty important to me is because of the way that those people made me feel. And I would say from that understanding that that little voice inside of you, I don't know if like people tell their sons this, but my mom told me this as a woman, like you have a little voice inside of you and sometimes it's gonna say something and you have to listen because if not, it might not be the best scenario. And then you have to live with the fact that you didn't listen. So from like a very young age, I think that like girls tune into that little voice, whether or not they listen to it or not is their decision. Um, <laughs> but I would say that that's where that comes from, that feeling, because Carol's right. Like it's not words, it's a feeling. Mm -hmm. Love is a feeling that uh, passion for life and wanting to wake up every day and wanting to be like, you know what? Hey, like, I don't want a desk job. I actually want to help people. I want to do something that makes a difference. I actually want change and not just say it, but speak it and move it and do it. Um, I would say that that is what discernment is doing for me. Excellent. Thank you, Elise. That's uh, very well put. Thank you. Hi, Christopher. Hi. Hello, yeah. everyone. Uh, so uh, for me, uh, Chris, you know, uh, like uh, for me, intuition has been an eye opener and uh, I have grown, you know, from severe stage of disconnection to my inner self. Mm -hmm. So when uh, intuition started showing up for me initially, uh, I was so much, you know, I was so much enthusiastic that I was not looking at it, whether, whether it is 
practical or whether i have to you know it is something like uh, when uh, when an aeroplane is required to land from air to you know that medium is changing from air to uh, land it is coming it needs a smooth landing otherwise it will crash so when my intuition started opening up for me i started crashing you know i started having crash landings and with that hit and trials i started you know getting acquainted with my inner call with my inner voice and there have been senses when i got that hitch okay uh, rohit you do it this way and i ignored it because of past programming and whatever it is and then i fell down and then i realized oh my god i got this but i i ignored it mm. then i worked upon it and when i sit here you know into this discussion and i think about it how does uh, the discernment feel so it really feels amazing you know it's like uh when i listen to that voice and at the same time i balance it out you know with my practicality and you know that balance comes uh, my my higher self my uh, current self you know the my my ground reality it get balanced and when it shows up as real time result it's like miracle and it feels amazing so uh, you know if uh, if i uh, express it in the uh, you know in the uh, set of feelings it would be like self acknowledging self loving self respecting self you know i am considering my inner self into my real life it is like taking every aspect of mine you know into a decision making and it clicks so it's like a celebration it's a very amazing feel yeah that's it excellent right thank you and here we have two different perspectives and uh i would probably uh well i, I know i'd be more like uh, rohit in this uh, situation but like as at least say that as a woman she was grown up with listening to that inner feeling that inner guidance that inner voice right to pay attention to that and i this might be uh, you know stereotypical of me to say but as men i don't think when we were necessarily brought up to to do that so it is something for myself as well something that i've had to kind of pay attention to later in life and do those crash landings do those face plants down in the asphalt and uh, get hurt and you know scrape your knees and your nose and your face um <laughs> as as a uh, you know trial and error kind of thing uh and then eventually understand when uh, when that voice or that guidance comes through um and i i think for me in the in daily daily practice it's oftentimes you know my kids will say papa where's uh, this thing or that thing and i just have an intuitive hit saying that it's in um in this location and i say oh it's it's over there and they go and find it and it's like how did you know that well intuition it just came to me and i i feel that feeling of when when i say it and when i express it that intuition that's how i feel the discernment that's how i feel and as you say it feels amazing you just feel that 
everything is right, right? And it feels like magic. So I think that's a very good, uh, good way of putting it. Thank you, Rohit. But it is important that we, we share with our children to, you know, whether they're boys or girls, pay attention to their internal voice. Teach them discernment. Teach them, allow them to do the trial and error when they're kids and not when they're middle-aged like I was or am. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's far less painful that way if you do it in the protective home uh, environment of the home. It is that kind of trial and error. If you haven't worked with it before, just trust it and see what it feels to not trust it. Because knowing the difference, that's how you're going to know what it feels like, right? And that's how I, you know, when I run my classes in psychometry, uh, that's how I do it as well, because there, there is no right or wrong. There is no uh, hit or miss. It's all for your benefit. So if you, quote unquote, don't listen, or you get it wrong, if you don't listen to your intuition, then you know what it feels like to not have discernment or not apply discernment. And that can feel less comfortable, uh, but then you will know what it feels like. Then you just apply, say, that, okay, well, it's going to be the opposite. And then when you manage to do that, then you're going to know the difference and you're going to be able to apply with more accuracy as you go along. No, and it is a, that, building up that ability to listen to the guidance. Again, if you can share with your children, if you have children or when you do have children, that how to do that, how to listen to their internal voice and allow them to trust it. Because I, I think a lot of times as parents, we're like, no, 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 you know, it, it should be like this. You know, we, we apply our our kind of uh, we taint it with our brush as it were as opposed to saying okay well if that's your guidance then go with that you know allow them to make those mistakes because the if they can learn discernment as a young age at a young age then they will be able to move through life with much much more ease and grace um, rather than doing the face planting and uh, crash landing uh, when they're older Right, right. Very true. And in fact, uh, you know, I just want to uh, add something more to this. Sure. Each uh, our kids, you know, since from very beginning, then uh, there are multiple episodes of, you know, poor self-esteem and, you know, not having self-trust, lack of, uh, lack of confidence. And, you know, all those issues are automatically addressed when we are listening to our inner voice. We are respecting ourselves. We are trusting ourselves. And it addresses so many aspects, so many aspects, you know, it teaches us self-love, self-respect. And I think that's like base of so many, uh, you know, social uh, bullshit rules that's floating around. Mm -hmm. That would be really helpful. Yeah. And I think just responding to Barbie's uh, comment here in the, uh, in the chat, I think oftentimes when uh, girls are, are allowed to be, be more emotional or type or connect with their emotions more as opposed to men we we are in society we're expected to be kind of 
ignoring our emotions more. At least that's what it was like when I was growing up. Now I know it's it's very different today in today's society. Thank God. Um, but that sensitivity, if you can have that sensitivity, i.e., being in touch with the emotion and emotions and build your emotional intelligence, that will also give you the tools to tap into the feelings of, uh, you know, intuition and guidance, because it tends to come through your emotional system and through your feelings and through your sensations. Um, and then you can tap into it and you can apply discernment uh, based on that. And if you're allowed to tr uh, trust your internal feelings, then you'll, it'll come natural to you, right? So I think uh, there is that uh, difference between uh, women, men and women, at least in my generation, if you like. Um, but I think it is uh, it has changed a lot in the uh, generations that are coming up now. So that's uh, great to see, uh, and being able to you know express ourselves, um, like uh, Sonia Coquette says that you know expressing your intuition and expressing your guidance. And when something is not right, act on it. Even if everybody else says no, act on it because it's right for you. And someone else might get some, uh, some different guidance that might be right for them, but you act on your guidance uh, based on uh, what, you, what it feels, uh, feels to you. And that's how you apply your discernment. I think, uh, We've given everybody an opportunity to at least uh, think about discernment and how it can uh, be applied to their lives and um, what, what intuition and guidance has to do with it. So hopefully you will uh, go and practice and, uh, you know, if you need to crash land a few times, so be it. They'll be uh, beneficial in the long run. So as always, thank you, everybody. We'll see you next week. Have a good one, everybody. Thank you for coming. My personal suggestion would be to find some guided meditation that will help guide you towards that uh, area and the space where you can uh, experience a discernment within yourself. In the Alchemy Experience workshops, we do uh, concentrate a lot on increasing uh, sensitivities toward uh, to our own intuition and guidance, which would include, you know, working on discernment. So. If you would like to have an uh, introductory meeting with us, uh, please visit thealchemyexperience.co.uk and uh, book, us, uh, book a 30-minute uh, free consultation, uh, which is available on the website. I hope you've enjoyed and garnered some uh, wisdom and thoughts from uh, this episode of the Alchemy Experience podcast. And uh, until next time, take care.